0: good morning everybody and welcome to another episode of uh, the geekdom underground podcast it is your boy jrg coming at you on this beautiful morning with my co-host hey good morning everybody my name is
1: philip hernandez coo here at geekdom and i'm excited for today's episode stoked. i am stoked for today's episode of Geek underground we have an amazing guest a pillar of our community the head of DJ Law up on the eighth floor so if you've seen us uh or you may have seen David Jones either at our events or walking around geekdom he's very active in our community so David welcome sir good morning how are awesome. you awesome I'm doing fantastic it's a beautiful okay. morning down in the in the basement the the Geekdom Podcast Studio, state-of-the-art podcast, studio, hey. available also for rent. Um, but mm-hmm. so today's about Mr. David Jones. So, David, if you would, please tell us a little bit about yourself. Where are you from? I'm originally from Toronto, Canada. Oh, wow. Okay.
2: Yeah. yeah. I stumped you on that one. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Uh, yeah I, have, no. I have no more questions. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. And, and so I grew up there. My family moved to the New York area when I was starting high school. Job promotion my dad had. I went to college and to law school in Boston. Lived in Los Angeles for about 15 years after law school. And then uh, my family moved here in the late 90s, been here ever since.
1: Really? Mm-hmm. Wow. So what brought you, what moved you from uh, New York and Boston area all the way to California?
2: Well, it was a, I mean, it was really, truthfully, it was kind of this romantic vision. Being a kid growing up and seeing, you know, palm trees and oceans and remembering that, you know, at the end of November, they'd play the USC UCLA football game. And there was, it was gorgeous weather not a cloud in the sky. Fantastic. weather. I'm like, you know, I think I might be able to do that. And when I went interviewing there, uh, that was just reaffirmed. Yeah. Uh, You know, the day I went there for the interviews that ultimately led me to decide to move there when I landed at the airport. Uh, i was getting a rental car and at the counter the person said well you know mr jones we don't have the car that that you know you had reserved uh would it be okay if we gave you a convertible
1: hey Uh, and
2: (laughs) i'm well i think i could struggle through that and ended up spending the weekend there and it was you know places i was interviewing went to a laker game we went to uh usc-ucla football game once wow. it happened so that kind of came full circle and then mm-hmm. spent sunday morning at a place in malibu on the beach and yeah. i was like yeah i think i can do this that's awesome so yeah.
1: was it everything that your childhood dreams had led it up to be oh i loved loved living in la absolutely loved it yeah yeah and what, what did you do like on your off time
2: Well, I think the greatest thing about living in a place like Los Angeles is, you know, the weather obviously everybody knows is Mm -hmm. pretty much, you know, you can't beat it. Um, But for me, the thing about L.A. was, um, you know, people come there from everywhere. It's 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 a fabulous melting pot. Um, But it also is a place that is close enough to a lot of things that, you know, two hours you can be skiing and two hours you can be in Mexico and two hours you can be in the desert. In two hours, you can be in the wine country in Santa Barbara. And, you know, so the things you could do on the weekend were were just so incredibly yeah wide-ranging.
1: It's the day trips. Day trips. Day <clears> trips <throat> and the weekend trips, for sure. Man, that's awesome. Yeah. So uh, you said that you went to law school in Boston. Right. And then uh, what made you want to go to law school?
2: Well, uh, I, I didn't have some grand dream as a kid to a lawyer i mean i wasn't some people get really enchanted by you know, television shows and movies of courtroom yeah. dramas and dramas mm-hmm. like I, I wasn't really that person um when i got done with college i took a year off before i figured out exactly what i wanted to do and you know what ultimately led me to want to go to law school was um it just i i didn't know a lot of people who were lawyers um but i had some friends who were a couple of years older than me who had gone to law school and, you know, they talked a little bit about, you know, really more like the philosophy of law, the kinds of things that you learn in, you know, constitutional law classes and they were doing, uh, you know, maybe we'll, this will touch upon this. I actually hadn't put two and two together that maybe this is a a dot connector, but, you know, they were working on volunteer legal clinics
1: Mm. and they were
2: having impact, you know, they were, they were loving what they were doing, even as law students, making a difference for people who, you know, had no access to lawyers. Um, and, you know, law school doesn't really um, prepare you for, you know, what a lot of lawyers think is sort of the drudgery of law, which is, you know, like spending hours scanning over every word of a contract or, yeah. you know, spending hours, you know, reading cases and trying to figure out how to, how to synthesize them all and, and those sorts of things. But I mean, sort of the romance of the law kind of drew me in yeah. and, and I don't know, I, I, I enjoyed it. I, Man.
1: Uh, yeah. Yeah, that's awesome is it like is it like earlier you talked about the um like the way people fantasize how lawyers could be and like you know i think they get that from like law and order or shows like better call saul is it like that is it it, (laughs) uh,
2: well you know i I mean in the in if you when you're doing courtroom stuff yeah right and uh you know that was i mean I, i was a litigator for probably for most of the for almost all of the first 20 years of my career. And, and I love, I, I loved the courtroom. Uh, in fact, I'm going to, the, I'm going to be in the, in, the, in a live hearing in the federal court this afternoon and I can't wait. Really? Um, yeah. And it's, you know, because it is, and I didn't, I don't quite know that I appreciated this until I started doing it, but you know, there is a very performative aspect of, you know, standing up in a courtroom and saying, I'm David Johnson I represent blah blah blah. And you know when you're arguing to a judge or you're you know jousting with your opposing counsel or you know in cases where you've got a jury there, you know being a storyteller and trying to find ways to you know communicate with them and you know without ever sometimes looking over at them make them feel like you're talking to them. Mm. That was uh it's it's very challenging, but it's also it's tremendously
1: exhilarating, yeah i didn't I didn't really think about that. Did you have any were there any other things in your life that that drew you towards that like theatrical or performative kind of things? No, no <laughs> it's
2: they really weren't really? You know. I mean, I was never, you know in 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 high school, I was never in the band, in the choir in the theater, never in any of those things. They and just, no like, desire. Were, Never even crossed my mind. Wow. Uh,
1: but that's something that you like about being in the courtroom. Now. Oh, yeah. So in uh, so I did read a little bit about you and being in in litigation for so many years and then uh, having like the pandemic happen mm-hmm. and that whole dynamic shifting of going on to like Zoom was how different was that? Well, when you're communicating with judges,
2: um, it's it's truthfully not not that different. Uh, I mean, I think the, you know, the sort of the, the soft tissue, the marrow of, of, a communication that's definitely lost with zoom, but I mean, we all see that in, in no matter what your business is, or no matter who it is you're talking to, um, you know, that gets lost on zoom or whatever other platform you're using. Yeah. Um, but you know, there are definitely benefits to not having to, you know,
1: Dr- drive to the courthouse, and park, <laughs> and
2: lose three hours when you're when you're doing a hearing, right? Yeah. And yeah. You just log on and boom, you're done.
1: They probably don't talk about that in law school either. Uh, no, they <laughs>
2: no, they don't. No. I mean, I'm old enough though. I mean, we didn't, even have, we didn't even have computers in my office when I started practicing. So,
1: man, wow. So, how has the how have you managed like the evolution of how you practice law over the years? Sure. Um,
2: well. I, you know, for a long, long time, I I loved the jobs that I had in big law firms. Um, we worked on big matters for big companies and because they could afford to pay you to really, really sink your teeth into things. Mm-hmm. You could sink your teeth into things and you could, you know, you could come in and like recording time was easy, right? Mm-hmm. It's like I showed up at, at 830 this morning. I left at 6 p.m. Other than when I took a break, all my time was on this one thing. Right. And you, so you can really, really dive into things and you can become somebody whose knowledge about a subject is, is a mile deep. Mm-hmm. And it's kind of cool to, you know, really, really be, uh, you know, a, a deep level subject matter expert. Um, as my career in, in big law moved along, I kind of came to realize at some point that, yes, I have knowledge that's a mile deep on a whole bunch of things. But I also was somebody whose breadth of knowledge was shrinking because in bigger firms, you know, and it's not really a strategy. It's just sort of a natural evolution that once you become the person who is known as, oh, yeah, if we've got this, we go, you know, David's the person that we put on it. And so gradually, anything that's not this kind of falls out of your repertoire. Oh, wow. And, you know, there were times when people would ask me questions like, well, you know, the survey company on the house I'm buying, you know, they screwed it up. What do I do? And the truth is, like, I was like, I don't know. <laughs> and um, you know, and I kind of realized there were a lot of muscles I was not, you know, it's not even flexing. I'm not even using. Yeah. And um uh, you know, this goes back to like 2015. Uh, you know, I was a lot of partners with with Deborah, you know, Senti now, Deborah said, and she and I were both kind of feeling a lot of the same things in terms of our frustrations with, you know, there were, there's, there's, there's enjoyment, but there were also frustrations. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And, you know, she first, but me a little bit later, we started to become involved in events that were uh, in the downtown tech community. You know, we'd go to geekdom events. We'd go to uh, scale works events. We'd go to tech block events once, once that got started. And it was really fun. It was very, it was just like immediately, It's like, whoa, there's this whole universe of people out here doing cool things that like were never part of what I was exposed to working in, in, in bigger firms. And we started talking about, okay, how do we do work with these folks? And, you know, and it's not a criticism of either the, the potential, you know, people who would become our clients or the big firm. But one of the things about big firms that makes practicing easy is they have a very defined fee structure. And, you know, who comes in the door is the people who, or are the people who, you can pay these retainers if you're new, you can pay this hourly rate. You can't do that. Well, you know, good luck to you find somebody else. And as we were working with companies that were uh, just starting things up, you know, their financial profile just didn't match with that. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And so we started to think, okay, well, you know, how hairbrained would it be? Us to say, you know, the heck with it. We're going to go try to do our own thing, and we went back and forth and back and forth for, I mean, at least a year before we both kind of had this moment where we said we 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 concluded, you know what? Like this feels like it's right here in front of us. If we don't do it, we're probably going to always regret it. Mm-hmm. And so we decided we started. I don't know. It's like metaphorically sort of grabbed hands and sort of jumped off the cliff together and hoped that there was water, you know, in the river at the bottom. Yeah. And, uh, I've learned, I've learned so much, um, doing my own business that, I mean, it's been like a, it's not even like a chapter two, it's like act two, you know, mm. the sequel, or, you know, whatever the phrase would be that, you know, what I do now is so diametrically different from what I did before. And, and I've come to realize that uh, as much as I enjoyed working on really big matters for really big companies, um, I love working with people uh, more than that. Mm. And, uh, you know, when, when people in companies are just starting out. I, I have come to realize that, you know, I can be way more impactful in what they're doing in their business and like how they approach, you know, translating sort of their core values as a person into running a business. That's immensely rewarding, yeah. uh, you know, in a way that's very different than the rewards you get from being in a big firm. Yeah. Um, you know, and you may have Notice that, that, that uh, in my office, um, for a long time, I've had, I've had like a series of Post-its up on the wall, yep. right? And some of them are, you know, were are there just to like create an, a, a diversion or an illusion when I started taking crap for the fact that there was absolutely nothing on the wall. basically <laughs> this sort of mediocre pale blue with some cracks and, you know, chips and cracks in the wall and there was no art. And one post that I'm always going to keep up there is one that, that says, find wall art so it's <laughs> One that one, that, uh, that a former intern and paralegal, uh, Daria Galbraith, put up one Friday when she was nagging me or, you know, well, not nagging, but she was giving me a hard time about yeah. having nothing on the wall. And one of the post-its that will always stay up there is one that says rewards come in many forms. And the origins of that is that after about a year... Of being in business, um, I was out on a on a Christmas Eve with uh, one of my kids who um, told me on Christmas Eve morning that he needed to go get a gift for his girlfriend, and you know he didn't want to go to the mall and like maybe I knew some cool places to go where he could find something for his girlfriend, and you know after holding my breath and saying why are you waiting until Christmas Eve morning, to do this? <laughs> we we ended up going over to the Broadway News collection of stores. Um, solid and we, you know, we found something for his girlfriend and then, you know, we walked into, uh, Richter goods, the, you know, the clothing store, that shout out, by, by, yeah. by Mario. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And I, and I had met Mario, uh, earlier that year at a, uh, a, a panel discussion he did with, with Dax actually in the event center. And I don't know, I just kind of liked Mario. And we were talking about how the year had been and all that kind of stuff and, you know, while I, you know, as a conversation with him while my son was talking me into walking out of there with a custom fitted shirt, <laughs> uh, you know, which cost three times as much as the present he got his girlfriend. Um, it, Mario and I were talking and and he asked me how things were going because he knew I just started a business about a year before. And I said, well, you know, it's it's going, you know, in a lot of ways it's going great. I and mean, so I, I, I love the, I love what I'm doing. I love the people that I'm working with. And uh, the thing is, you know, the money is not coming in like you know, we had projected. Yeah. And he said, Well, you know, that'll come. And he said, just remember, you know, rewards come in many forms. And that really stuck with me. You know, how every once in a while somebody says something to you and you know, they don't realize that they're saying something, you know, they don't realize that they're being your Yoda or they're being <laughs> yeah. your 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 Obi-Wan, but they yeah. say something and it just kind of sticks with you. For sure. That stuck with me. And it kind of made me appreciate that, you know, yeah, sure, there's plenty of people that I work with who Could never pay me what you know what i used to earn you know doing work for 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 people in the big firm but but that's okay yeah uh because i know i'm i you know i feel like i'm making a difference in what they're doing
1: yeah it fills your bucket in another way absolutely 100 yeah that's awesome yeah that's super and you
0: can tell it's like it's super genuine also like you you're you embody the hashtag be helpful like like not a lot of the other not a lot of other people do um And it's just really cool for sure. I appreciate that. Yeah. Um, So like,
1: I don't know, I've never worked for a big firm, but I do have some experience. My, my family is a family of lawyers and I was the black sheep. I didn't go that route, but, (laughs) but I would, I would imagine that when you're working in a large firm like that, it's pretty secure and it's pretty steady. You have a flow of clients, like you said, you know that they're gonna be paying you what they're gonna be paying you, and you know it's gonna be on time and you're taken care of. Um, But going to like making your own firm is, that's like a startup. I mean, you have to make, you have to build all of your, you have to build in the HR, the hiring, all of the things that you probably didn't have to worry about in a larger firm.
2: Yes. (laughs) And you know, one of the things that I came to realize very quickly, is that big firms have people who do everything for you. And whether it's a, a you know a deliberate decision or it's just kind of the way things ended up, there are people who will do everything. And the structure is built so that the only thing the lawyers have to do is client work, recording time, billing it, and collecting it, period. Mm-hmm. Every single other thing, we got a person for that. Yeah, and when you realize that, you know, oh, your you know your Wi-Fi network is down, and you know you've got to become the IT person, or <laughs> uh, you know you've got to figure out, okay, well, we've got somebody who's on payroll now. How do I figure out, you know, how to do this in a way that, you know, I'm not going to get sued for for you know doing payroll wrong? Yeah, you know, you have to figure out a lot of things. And you know, I was talking earlier about you know developing muscles and flexing muscles that that you didn't have before. It's kind of given me. Uh, you know, a, a, a very different appreciation for what people who are starting and trying to grow businesses are going through. Yeah. um, You know, cause there's a part of it that when you leave a big firm, the first thing you, you do is you're like, God, the firm had all these policies and procedures they had to follow. And now I'm on my own and like, yay, no policies and procedures. <laughs> but then, you know, within a few months, you're like, Oh, now I know why they had all those things. <laughs> and, you know, you kind of build your, you, you have to sort of rebuild all that. Yeah. Um, yeah. Even things like, like wall art. They probably had plenty of them. Yeah, Absolutely. <laughs> well, I, I have to, on, on that, I have to give a shout out to the, the three interns who, who worked with me this summer. Um, Perkins, Senna Peckin, and my Vo. So we were sitting in the office one day, and Chryslin, who's an art and business major at Trinity, said to me, "You know, I paint murals." And uh, and I said, "No." And she said, but "What do you think about me painting a mural in your office?" And I'm like, "Well, what would you do?" And she kind of said, "Well, I don't know. What do you want?" And mm-hmm. I'm like, "I don't know. What do you, what do you think?" And we kind of went back and forth on the "I don't knows" for weeks, and then eventually sort of collaboratively we came up with the idea of doing something up on the wall that sort of played on the theme of post-its the (laughs) post-it the post-it notes and so uh about three weeks ago they took a couple days in the middle of the the internship to sort of move everything around in the office and there's this giant like incredibly awesome mural up in the office now that's You know kind of this mod um you know themed uh thing that if you know about the post-its
1: you're like i know exactly where that came from (laughs) that's awesome yeah now that you say that yeah because i've sat in your office numerous times and i've you know i get distracted and i've seen the post-it notes and now that you say that i've seen the mural and it does have that inspiration it totally does no yeah and i mean
2: yeah i mean the it's uh it's kind of completely remade the office it's incredibly fun and uh it's uh probably the best conversation starter um on zoom because i usually (laughs) use that as the background it's the best conversation starter on zoom i i think i've ever seen oh that's awesome so it's it's really fun
1: yeah um so i love what you've done with uh your own firm you know we had the, the we were fortunate to office right next to you as we were planning out operations on how we reopen and the culture was awesome. It definitely bled over. We could feel it, and the energy was great. I think you do a wonderful job with that. Um,
2: well, I appreciate that. Yeah,
1: making the decision. Uh, you know, we we talked to a lot of guests on here, and and something that they have in common, a lot of them, is that they go from some sort of stability and then make a jump to then start their own thing. I think everybody has their own internal process on how you make that decision. And I know you had a partner in Deborah. Uh, but what was your internal process and how did you come to the decision that like, I'm going to leave this pretty safe, stable thing and go into this fog of uncertainty?
2: Uh, well, it was a couple of things. Um, one of them was, you know, realizing on a personal level that being part of a very different community. the the downtown startup and technology community was so different from what I was doing and it was a completely fresh challenge. I was learning a lot of new things. Um, the, the energy of the people who are in that community is, it's just different than the, the energy of the people who were working as, you know, a, uh, you know, a deputy general counsel or a general counsel in a publicly traded fortune 500 company. I mean, the energy is just different. Mm -hmm. And, uh, you know, it was also at a point candidly where my, my youngest kids were leaving for college Mm -hmm. and, you know, that's a milestone in everybody's life. Yeah. And, and I kind of was thinking, you know, if I don't do this, I'm never going to do it. You know, I mean, I, yeah, I could spend however many, many more years working in, in a big firm, Mm -hmm. um, you know, or I can say, well, you know, I've done okay in that world and, and, you know, if I don't take a shot at this, you know, I'm never gonna do it. And I, I, you know, I don't know how hard I would have regretted it if I didn't do it, but I'm awfully glad I did it. Yeah. Um, yeah. And, you know, both on a professional level and truly on a personal level, it's been, uh, you know, a, a rebirth and people that, that you know, I used to work with and people that were in sort of my circle of friends and coworkers, um, they notice it. Yeah. Uh, I mean, one of the high points of, of the last few years was there's one afternoon I was, you know, at an HEB, uh, you know, buying groceries. And I ran into somebody who I'd worked with, I don't know, like 10 years earlier. And, you know, she'd gone on to work at, you know, at the courthouse and some other place. And, you know, we were just talking about what we were each doing. And, and after a minute, she just kind of paused and she looked at me. It's like, you seem really happy. And <laughs> yeah. I'm like, you know, and I thought about it, I'm like, yeah, boy, if you couldn't, you know, if you couldn't if you you know, I can't dream up a better compliment yeah for somebody then then you seem really happy. Yeah. For and, sure. And uh you know, running a business like every business has its highs and has its has its lows and you know, the lows that you experience are very different and way lower than they are when you're working for a big company. Yeah. Um, because you don't have the safety unit and the cushion of of all things that big companies provide.
1: there might be a person to deal with that. There's a, (laughs) right. Well,
2: there might be a person to deal with that. Exactly. Mm -hmm. But you know, when you're working in a big company, you know, you're never looking at things like, can I make payroll? Yeah. Yeah. You know, I mean, you're just not. Mm -hmm. And you know, can I afford health insurance? Uh, You just, you know, those are not things that, that come up and you know, every, every business, every young business, um, you know, at some point has looked at things and like, do I have to let somebody go? Because, you know, we've had a slump in revenue, even if it's a seasonal one, um, do I have to, you know, can I afford to provide the people who work with me health insurance? Yeah. Uh, You know, those kinds of questions. I mean, you just don't, you don't think about those things, but, but they, you know, they carry, they carry tremendous weight when you're the person who's responsible for other people, um, in a way that's very different than being, you know, somebody's boss, um, doing evaluations on staff members or, you know, your, yeah. your more junior colleagues in, in a big company. Um, but, but the highs that you experience are, you know, mountain ranges higher Yeah. In, when you're doing your own thing. Cause you know that you did it by yourself,
1: mm-hmm. like hundred percent on your own. Yeah. You, know? you, you built this house and
2: other. Yeah. I mean, there's always, you know, a village of people who helped you and I've had, you know, an incredibly supportive village of people who've, helped me and encouraged me and mentored me. And, you know, and frankly, half of the people who've been like my most valuable mentors are like, I don't know, they're, you know, I'm, I'm not that young and they're, you know, they're half my age or less. And, you know, they teach me things and say things to me that, you know, we can laugh and smile and have a good conversation. But I've had more conversations in the last, you know, almost five years since the firm started where I walk away and I'm like, I end up thinking about something that was said in that conversation. Um, you know, as a life lesson, as a business lesson, as, you know, a piece of encouragement on something or another. Yeah. Uh, that really makes me, that really makes me, you know, appreciate the people that I've gotten to meet and work
0: with.
1: Yeah. You know, you talk about, I, I'm really thinking about what you said about the, that's the highest compliment you can receive when somebody else tells you that you looked happy and you seem happy. When you talk about your time in the larger firm, it doesn't seem like you were unhappy. It seems like things were were good there too. You just wanted something more. Was that right? Yeah, for sure. Yeah,
2: yeah, for sure. I mean, I I was, uh, you know, I was very fortunate in in uh, the firms I was in to uh, to have projects I loved working on. To have, yeah. you know, I mean, I have great stories from from uh, you know from big firm life and working in. You know it's you know feeling like you're at the top of your profession yeah uh you know that's a cool feeling that's a great, yeah. It's a great feeling yeah you know? and and knowing that that people who you know are, are in different parts of the country who've never heard of you are coming to you because they know of you as the you know one of the leading experts in the country on blah 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 yeah. um you know that's that's pretty cool yeah and, um and you know i i you know it's work travel so it's not you know the same thing as you know leisure travel or vacation travel but you know I got to go to like 40 states in the course of you know the the time I had on in big law firm you know big law firms a lot of places I, I'm pretty sure I would never have gone to yeah when
1: right. you say you went to like 40 states are some of those like pass through or you went to 40 states and like and practiced?
2: there w- well there would there would either be uh you know the case was there because people would hire us for our expertise not because we were in Texas and so we you know I'd worked on cases in you you know, I mean really all over the country. Really? And, you know, I've been the in the courthouse in Montana, been the courthouse in Florida, you know, and yeah. I mean one of the really fun uh, uh, experiences I had was uh, working on a series of uh, class actions for a financial company yeah. and uh one of the hearings we had was in uh, what's called a multi-district litigation panel. I won't bore everybody with the details, but essentially, if there's a whole bunch of cases against the same company that are all pending in federal court, sometimes they coordinate them through this thing called a multi-district panel, and they have hearings all over the country. And the judges are not dumb, right? Like they have hearings in Santa Barbara in the winter, and they have hearings, uh, uh, you know, in 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 cool places in the summer. Yeah. <laughs> and and the time that I got to go argue before this panel they were doing it in in Boston. So I got to go spend a few days back in Boston, which nice. is a city I have I you know to this day you know love with all my heart. Yeah. And the hearing was at uh the big ceremonial courtroom at the Harvard Law School. Wow. And they didn't well, nobody knew this before we all walked in. Hmm. But the uh you know part of the audience was the entire first year uh Harvard Law School class. And so there was, you know, however many hundred students sitting in this audience <laughs> yeah. and there was a, uh, you know, there was a, a, a judge who was on this panel who he, his, his main courtroom was here in San Antonio. And this was his, his first appearance as part of this panel of judges on this, pa- on this panel. And at the end of the five year, five minutes of argument we got, I, I said, and you know, your honor, I just, I, I would be remiss if, if, uh, I didn't, you know, welcome, Judge Ferguson to the panel, and, you know, the judge who was up there made a crack about how his kind of stock phrase was he would call everybody who was ever in his courtroom, he would call them a great American. And, you know, he was very sincere about it. Like, he would always do this, you know, to lawyers, especially if they had clients there. Like, he was really – he was really careful to always praise lawyers in front of their clients. So their clients thought, Oh, I've got a good lawyer here. You know, yeah. whether the lawyer was good or not. Yeah. And you know, and, it, and the, when the, the judge who was running the panel, you know, made a, made a comment, yes, he's a great American. And I said, yes, he is. And you know, we got like a big huge laugh from all the, the <laughs> students cause they had picked up on what was going on. And it was, you know, that was just like, cool. That's such a cool and, experience. Oh yeah. It was great. And yeah. you know, the other thing is when, you know, when you're in cases and, and a jury trial is over, um, one of the things that, you know, I was taught by the people who mentored me was go talk to the people who are on the jury, um, you know, whether you've won or whether you've lost, because they, you know, they're like, they're always curious about like what happens when you guys go up and talk to the judge and we can't hear it. And, you know, they always have questions about the procedure. And, and, and if there's one thing that I took away from that experience of talking to to people in the who, served on juries after the case was over was that you know everybody knows that that when you get a jury summons the first thing you do is groan and the second thing you do is try to figure out like how can i get out of it
1: yeah (laughs) and
2: um but the people who actually like were on juries and sat through a trial um you know they came out of it thinking you know this system is actually kind of good yeah you know and they came away from it almost always feeling like you know, having faith in the system in a way that you know that's not what a jury trial is is intended to communicate, right? You're there, yeah. you got a client, you want to win,
1: mm-hmm. period.
2: You want to win. That's it. Yeah. Um. But having jurors say things like, "Wow, this is really cool," you know, like the way it all works, and you know, uh, that 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 was a really interesting part of being of being a big firm litigator too.
1: Yeah, that's awesome. Yeah, I've I've only had jury duty once, and I was the opposite. I was like. I want to. I showed up early. I want to go through the process, because, mm-hmm. and I made it so far. But then they they ended up canceling it or
0: something. Right. But, oh no! But,
1: I know, but it was. But but it was so interesting, and um, that's super cool that you were able to like go to all these different states. You know, growing up with a, a family of lawyers, courthouses were always a thing that like my dad would point out whenever we were on road trips and stuff, mm-hmm. and. And that's still something that I always look at, and so knowing that you've been able to go to all these different courthouses, I feel like a courthouse is such a symbolic building because that's like the center of town or like it's usually a historic beautiful our courthouse is beautiful, mm-hmm. you know um, and you know I barbecue a little bit, and the the courthouse <laughs> in Lockhart, Texas is beautiful. I don't mm-hmm. know if you've if you've been out there, but mm-hmm. uh man that's that's really awesome um so I want to talk about uh the interns that you've mentioned a couple of times. So, sure, uh, you utilize the program, the students plus startups. Shout out, shout out, students plus startups. We yeah. we love having all the interns, and and it's always a great group of individuals. Um, but you know, I've seen the interns that you have, and they're always so engaged. Why do you think that it's that it's important, or why do you hire interns the way that you do? Well, there's a lot of debate in the world of business
2: about whether you should hire for expertise or whether you should hire for uh, talent and promise. And I have come to appreciate hiring people in my own business um, that I want to hire for talent and promise because I can teach them mm-hmm. the things that they need to do to be good at their job. And the first year that I hired somebody in the students plus startups program uh she was an art history major and uh had an interest in potentially being in law later on and by by taking the time to kind of teach her about what what i was doing and the the ripples you know the sort of the collateral like we're doing this and it's not just okay we have this task to do but it's like the reason we're doing this is because we want this company to do blah 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 or we want uh you know or this person uh you know they're thinking about taking on investment and so we're going to structure their business this way to make it easier for them to do that or we're doing this kind of work on protecting their intellectual property Because, you know, they're in a business that's very, uh, very much based on, you know, connecting and making sales through the Internet and social media, not so much personal relationships or, you know, sort of the inter big company kinds of things that are driven, you know, not so much by your your social media or your Internet presence, but by relationships that you have. And she seemed to really enjoy it. And, And for me, it was it was both a realization that I think there's, there's, there's an educator inside me someplace. I think that's part of the reason I love so much working with, uh, you know, with, with people who are starting businesses for the first time. Yeah. Because, you know, law is something that people look at and it's like your eyes crossed, you get a headache. It feels very impenetrable. And when I can make the process of starting a business or figuring out like, why is it important that you do certain things to protect your brand as you're getting going? Or like, why is it important to spend the money on having a really good contract when you're, you know, they're going to use over and over again in your business and they come away from it like, Oh, I get it. Um, that's immensely rewarding uh, yeah. to me. Cause I feel like, you know, if I'm a teacher and they're a student well, you know, they're going to get a good grade in the class or yeah. they're going to take the information and apply it in a way that doesn't mean that every time they have something come up in their business that has to do with law, they got to call me. You know, I'd rather yeah. kind of be somebody who, who, you know, helps them to grow. So they this is counterintuitive as a business proposition, but um, that they don't need to call me every time that they have a new customer or. Uh, you know something comes up and they're looking at it and, and like well I don't know this looks like a knockoff of you know my brand or you know my marketing phrasing or you know something like that that they kind of like oh I know how to analyze this because um, those are the people that come back again and again and it, it helps to create uh you know relationships that are that are just stronger yeah but I mean to come back to your to your question about the internship program so this this summer with the three that I hired that means I've hired 10 people the five years through that program. Wow. Um, you know, I I have tended, frankly, not to hire the people who tell me in the interview process that they are really keen on going to law school um, because I have tended to be drawn to people who, uh, well, first of all, they strike me as interesting, intelligent people who have a level of curiosity that means that even if they aren't in love with the process of, you know, helping me draft a contract, they're going to be really interested in the people I'm working with and what they're doing. And, you know, I've, I've always tried to sell the internship, not so much as, well, you get to be an apprentice in a law firm, but you get to meet all the incredible people that I work with. Yeah. And, you know, cause I, I am just so lucky and blessed to work with the people that I I've gotten to work with over the years and i think because i i really try to encourage them to you know embrace the people that they're working with that, that, that they're working with and the things we're working with and like learn their stories you know and how did you get here um because one of the things I, I i know that they all take away from it is uh a lesson that you know life is not necessarily linear and you know many of the people i've hired have been uh juniors who are going on to senior year and there's a part of you know the thing that's kind of nagging them in their brain 24 7 is i've got a year until i graduate the scripted part of my life is about to end yep <laughs> <laughs> and and if i'm being honest with myself you know when people ask me the question well what do you want to do when you graduate or what do you want to be when you grow up you know the true answer for i don't know like 90 percent of them is hell if i know yeah Mm -hmm. and you know and if i can kind of help them understand that that um that saying they don't know what they want to do when they graduate or you know or or not feel the pressure that the thing that they pick when they take their first job after college is the thing they're going to do for the next you know 40 50 years um well i've helped them yeah and you know and i think that they you know i feel like i've received incredible loyalty back from from all of them. I mean, you know, heck, they painted a mural in my office, you <laughs> yeah, know, mm-hmm. and, for and sure. I mean, if they're laying a marker that we were here, they laid a pretty strong marker they yeah. did. Um, and, you know, and I've hired most of them um, to stay on after, uh, after their internship. In fact, I've offered every single one of them um, the opportunity to stay on part time during the school year. And, you know, that's a way where, for them to, to, you know, make a little money while they're, they're doing something. Uh, You know, while they're in college, but it's also, uh, you know, again, an opportunity to kind of keep meeting the people I work with, kind of keep understanding all the really cool things that they do, um, you know, that make me often think, and I know make them think, I didn't even know that was a thing. Yeah. Right. Or, you know, I had no idea you you could make money doing that and um you know kind of opening up their perspectives to like you know all the possibilities that are out there in life i mean that sounds kind of corny but
1: yeah no um, but really Mm -hmm.
2: but you know that as long as you have sort of a core set of 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 qualities like intelligence and curiosity and personal integrity well there's a lot you can do in the world even if you can't imagine what it is when you're about to graduate college
1: yeah man that's yeah that's that's awesome and You know i feel like i knew the answer to that question before i asked (laughs) you because you do give off that that energy and i do see the interns like they love what they do working with you so that's yeah that's awesome
0: yeah Uh, it seems like they're they're getting a whole lot of valuable experience and like you know entered into this culture and Yeah, all of them are like really like they're here every day. They're like in the office, working right outside the office, and like they all seem to enjoy it a whole lot. And they're they're rock stars, all of them.
2: Yeah, I I mean, seeing seeing the you know seeing them go on to do really cool things, um, you know, they're doing it, but but you know, it makes me incredibly proud because I mean, I'm rooting for them. Yeah, you know, and 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 I will one thing I'll, I'll say that has been has been really fun the last two years is that. In the, the students plus startups program, they started a thing last year where they would take teams of people, and uh, one company's interns would do an Instagram stories takeover mm-hmm. yeah. um, on a Friday. And uh, you know the, the the ones that I've worked with last summer and this summer have both, and I've encouraged them to, to like really have fun with it. Yeah, and both years they have found ways to. Uh, I mean, really, you know, really like give me grief in the, yeah. cor- in, in the course of the stories that they do. And, you know, and I just love that. Cause I mean, that tells awesome. me, that tells me that, you know, we've created an environment where, you know, they could, they can poke good nature fun at, at, yeah. you know, at their boss. And, and I remember last year, uh, you know, they gave you Philip, <laughs> yeah. they gave you, you Philip and Charles some grief, you know, walking through the, you know, the the big office. I don't know what 4th. these guys do. Yeah, yeah exactly. Oh,
1: no, yeah, I know. It was a memorable one, right? <laughs> yeah, yeah, for but, sure. That yeah. is that's so great because that that in itself is a compliment. I mean, when when you have people who you're working for, who you bring on and and you know, when you have that healthy banter, that back and forth, you know, I, I I've talked about it with Charles because we do that and our staff too. And like, mm-hmm. you know, it's a good sign when they're doing when they're having that good natured fun with you. Because if they're having it without you, that's not a great.
0: Time. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> so, it shows that right. they're comfortable. You know they're comfortable yeah. to to be themselves to and to put right. the fun. Yeah, and it makes work fun. Be honest, Absolutely. on
1: that. Um, so, while we're on this subject of you helping people, um, let's talk about the free legal clinics. That's a that's a huge thing. And so, for those of you who don't know the free legal clinics, that's something that um, that we partnered with San Antonio Startup Week and david jones to um provide some consulting at an affordable low cost for uh for any startups or entrepreneurs and then out of that program um they're able to get their llc so can you talk a little bit about like why why do you do that
2: well, over the years geekdom uh, and and startup week have, have uh had annual uh Free legal clinics in connection with the startup week series of events in October um, what what prompted the, the the current program to get started um, in my business and there and they you know there, there are very it's it's very serendipitous that that, that you know my business and geekdom and uh, and and startup week um, all kind of came to the conclusion that that we wanted to create a program completely independently of each other. And then when we got together, we realized, oh, you have that idea? Yeah, we've been talking about that too. And and the origins of it on on my end were last summer, uh, summer 2020. You know, there was a lot going on in the world. Yeah, to uh, say the least. <laughs> you know, there was, you know, we were in the early stages of the pandemic. Uh, you know, George Floyd had just happened. And, uh, you know, everybody was, you know, wobbly in terms of figuring out like what's, what the hell is happening here? Yeah. And, uh, the two interns who were working with me, then Zari Chipman and, and Montana maker. Um, we were often, uh, in the early part of the summer last year, there were times when I would swear we were the only people on the eighth floor. Um, you know, because the 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 geekdom was only open for people who had offices. Yep. And there were a lot of people, you know, and so community members weren't here. A lot of the people who have offices were not coming here. Yep. And I was terrible at working at home. So I started coming in. And then when the when the internship started, you know, they were living in a hotel. And zarian and Montana and I canada we were in a conversation and we kind of realized so like, oh, they don't really want to be in the hotel twenty-four-seven. They would rather you know walk the four or five blocks to come from the hotel to geekdom and you know and we all talked about okay you sure you're comfortable with that you know because this was still very early and i mean we were all like washing vegetables and you know yeah. being worried about remember, touching yeah. doorknobs right mm-hmm. and 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 we came in and we ended up having some conversations just sitting in my office talking about um you know particularly in the aftermath of, of george floyd and all of the the the, the sort of reawakening that everybody was having about you know, the state of social justice and legal justice in, in America. And, and we kind of, you know, we had to, I, had somehow the, the past clinics came up and, and we all sort of collectively talked about how we, we wanted to do something more than, than, uh, you know, do black squares on Facebook. And, um, you know, after talking with Charles and, and talking a little bit with Alexandra and two, we kind of like, well, how don't, you know, we could do these clinics, Um, and if we do it right, then we're going to be touching people, um, in underserved communities and, you know, they'll have opportunities to have access to lawyers and to have access to getting the cost of forming a business covered that they might not otherwise have. And, and part of the point about access to lawyers is, you know, for most people in, in the community. You know, what they know about lawyers is the billboards that they see on the freeway and yep. the commercials that they see on television, mm-hmm. and uh, you know those are those are those are not the lawyers who are are the right ones to help you figure out how to start a business in a way that that is likely to be on a a, a positive trajectory. Yeah, and so even for people who the who who you know really like they can cover the three hundred bucks to get their LLC filed, but they wouldn't know where to begin to go to find a lawyer who, who's, you know, whose business, whose practice is in helping people figure out how to start a business and, you know, all the things that come along with, with starting a business in terms of, you know, accounting and branding and taxes and payroll, you know, all the things you were talking about earlier. And, and, and for the paralegals, you know, they know how to do the part, you know, the, 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 the filings of the secretary of state, they know how to do that. That's part of what they all get trained to do. And so when we first started this um, <clears throat> last, I can't remember exactly what month the first one was last year, but, you know, the signups were tremendous. Yeah. And when it came time for me to be the person who made calls to people I know who were lawyers around town, I was, I, I was, I was really heartened and, uh, uh, by the fact that I think every single person I said, hey, do you want to come and do this? They all said yes. And, you know, people, people often think of lawyers as, you know, sneaky schemers and, you know, you can't, you know, sneeze in their direction without them sending you a bill. (laughs) And, you know, that some of those, you know, stereotypes exist for a reason. Right. But, um, but the people that I've, I've been in touch with who are the regular, like the regulars who show up for, for these sessions um you know people like ryan riford and and chrisa gonzalez and and jessica vittorio who you know has her own firm in dallas and she's not even in san antonio and she's she's a regular at these clinics um because she thinks they're cool and um you know people like summer shaw who's a patent who has his office here and 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 some others and like they they come every time and uh you know and consistently they'll 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 tell me afterwards when I'm like, Hey, you know, really appreciate you coming. And, uh, they're like, no, this is fun. (laughs) You know, this is really cool. We get to be there when, you know, when, when people are, um, you know, they're right at the threshold where Mm -hmm. like they've decided to do something and they're, they're, you know, crossing that, that, that boundary, that barrier where, or, you know, that milestone where they're like, yeah, I'm, I'm (laughs) doing this. And, you know, and I think for the paralegals uh, who because the way the clinic works is you talk first to a lawyer and then when you're done with the lawyer, if you decided to go ahead and form your LLC, you go to the paralegals and they get all the information down. And while they're getting the information down, they get to talk to people for a few minutes and, you know, they're the last ones who are talking to people in like, you know, the seconds right before and right after somebody hits, you know, the, the, the submit button on filing the paperwork at the, you know, the clinic and, um, or the secretary of state. And consistently they they'll tell me this is like super fun, yeah you know, cause they're catching people at moments when they're really excited and they get to hear about all the things that the people are doing. It's, it's great. And, you know, we're really close to, to, uh, you know, hitting the, the milestone of having a hundred companies yeah mm-hmm. formed since. The clinic started uh, in the second half of last year. And we're going to cross that threshold in the clinic in October. And, you know, when when anybody, everybody who's involved in the clinic takes pause and says, hundred businesses, that's pretty, that's pretty damn cool. That's badass. Mm -hmm. It's badass, right? And, Mm -hmm. you know, when when we look at it, um, you know, there's a really substantial number of those people who are women, who are minorities, who are LGBTQ, and when we look you know at the mosaic of people who have come through the clinic you know the 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 mission of helping people who you know might not otherwise know how to get access to lawyers and they get like a jump start on forming their business i mean that's mission that's that mission is being accomplished yeah mm-hmm. um and and it's immensely rewarding to feel like you're you're you know doing your part to make that happen
0: yeah
1: that's awesome yeah, yeah it's that's huge yeah cuz a lot of people don't even know that like Maybe I should talk to a lawyer at this point, or or if, if we're going into business together, maybe we should get some sort of a, a document so that like if and when things get hairy, because they're going to, we have something to go back on. So right. yeah, because you're you're absolutely right. If you don't have a resource like that, then like I didn't get hit by a truck. I'm not part of some big class action lawsuit. Why would I need a lawyer?
0: Mm-hmm.
1: If that's all I you didn't know. do anything wrong. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. If that's all you know, but um Yeah, that is that's incredible. And that's such a cool um, place to be and a place to be helpful because that I think it's twofold. One is having the realization that you need a lawyer and this is why and these are the people that can help you. But then two, having that milestone of like getting your LLC, that's such an important piece. That's like a we're Mm -hmm. we're doing this now. And that's the feedback that I've heard from people that have gone through that where they're like, this is happening now. Like. This this was something we were just whiteboarding or drawing up, but now it's like it's on paper. Like I I saw my name. You know what I mean? Like that's really big stuff. Yeah, it is. And
2: and you know, and one of the things that that you know part of the clinic is that there's the evening where we do all the, you know, the lawyer consults and the paralegal consults and the paperwork. Uh, you know, it gets filed um that evening in the next few days. But in the in the sort of tutorial clinic or a session that happens before the clinic, um, you know, part of what we all try to emphasize for the people who are signed up is, you know, pat yourself on the back. Congratulate yourself mm-hmm. for being, you know, for being ready to take the stab. Yeah. Because most people um, who have a dream of starting a business um, don't do it. Yeah. For one reason or another. And if you've kind of worked up the, you know, the courage, the determination, the, you know, uh you know the hell with it i'm going to take a shot at this uh to go ahead and go through it and create your own you know real life bouncing baby company that's yours um that's i mean that deserves you know congratulations and 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 uh appreciation
1: yeah and, just you know, awareness of awareness. That, of that moment yeah yeah man that's that's great well david this has been awesome just talking to you i've you know there was a time when like, we were the only ones here in not just the floor, but in the whole building. <laughs> yeah. And you and I have had a lot of opportunities to speak, but I've gotten to know you so well through this. so I really appreciate all this. Um, as we wrap up, one question that uh, I do want to ask you is, if you think about the times that you're in transition, so you just finished law school in Boston, and you're about to take the leap and move to California and follow your dreams, or you have, you have this successful and stable position with a big firm, but you're about to take the leap and do your own your own firm. If you think about those transitional moments, what advice would you give yourself or what advice would you give somebody who's in one of those transitional moments?
2: Well, I've, you know, I've had these conversations with with several of the interns that I've worked with, and I've had these conversations with my own kids who are, you know, only a little bit these days older than, than the interns. Um, and, you know, I think that, that in those moments of transition, um, having a, it's, it's some of these things are real easy to say and they're hard to do, right? But like having, having a belief in yourself and, uh, is, is really important. Um, having a passion for the thing that you want to do, whether you're going to be starting your own business or deciding on the, the kind of job you want to take when you graduate college, uh, because, you know, sometimes the, the, the highest paying job opportunity you get is not the one that you should take. Yeah. Um, and you know, sometimes the highest paying one is the one that you should take because, you know, you go to work in a high paying job and it's going to create opportunities for you to do things down the road. And, um, you know, when I talk to people about, you know, next steps, I try to point to the people that I work with and. And the signals that I see and the things that I read that tell me that that person is going to be successful. And it's always that they have a really deep passion in their soul for the thing that they're doing. And when you're figuring out what comes next, you know, following that is the thing I encourage people to do the most. Because when I look at, um, you know, the people that have that core, Right. That like I'm doing this and and I don't care how many times somebody tries to to knock me over. I'm going to be like one of those, you know, those inflatable toys that you have when you're a kid and you can punch it and it'll knock over. But, you know, it'll it'll bounce right back up almost no matter what you do to it. The people who are successful. That's the quality they have is they always bounce back up, you know, that they can make it through the hard times and because they they know that what they're doing is the right thing and they also understand that you know if you if you bring you know sort of the core set of values of being uh, somebody who's who's determined to be a lifelong learner you know you're always going to want to learn new things and you're always going to be curious about people then you know even if even if you follow your passion and it doesn't work out um well you'll be okay because you will have learned a million things along the way and then and then when you're in your next transition phase you know you're coming at it with with a perspective that you didn't have when you're in the transition phase you're
1: in right now right on believe in yourself that's that's yeah. awesome thank you so much yeah, great that. advice
0: yeah well with that mr jrg if you would please sir sure. take us home absolutely thank you thank you thank you everybody for tuning in today to the geekdom underground podcast with our amazing guest david jones you can find david jones hanging on the eighth floor of geekdom um so don't don't hesitate to stop by and say hi how do people learn more about uh dj law partners about david jones
2: we are one of the other things that the interns have helped me with and this goes back to last summer i was a procrastinator on doing a new website but we're gonna have one up uh really soon it's gonna be djlawpartners.com and uh we'll have announcements on facebook and linkedin when that's when that's officially launched should be in the next week or so
0: awesome well thank you so much for your time and uh we'll see you all next week
2: bye everybody